Warning, you never know what's going to pop out of our mouth. We may or may not use inappropriate language, but you, if you know us, you can guarantee we probably are. Warning. What's up? What's up? I'm Sarah, the mother. And I'm Jewel, the daughter. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to What, what the, the F is Ladylike. Autumn is here. Autumn is here. I am so ready. It is my season. With autumn comes a little sickness, a little change in weather. Get them little bugs going on. Get them little bugs going on the everyday person. Also, the everyday person that already has existing conditions that are already happening could go through some painful experience during this time. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into why when you go to the doctor... You don't get the results you need. Why is it that they never want to solve the problem? Let's get into it, Joel. Let's get into it. Let's do it. This is the first time listening to us. Welcome, welcome, guys. Welcome to our podcast. We asked some questions. We did. We put it out there because we want to get to the bottom of just what the hell is going on with our healthcare, right? So we, I did like a deep dive into it. Um, we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into. We've been pretty experienced, especially since, um, Jules healthcare, you know, mine, um, other people in our family. So with Jules experience, it was, it's pretty like in your face, like over and over again, I'm having, uh, you know, a great time with my own experience so I'm like, let's just get these questions. If I have questions and I want to know about it, maybe you guys do too, right? So I put the question out there. Let's just play that question. We need your help for tomorrow's show. Audio video, pop quiz in America. Why do you think when you go to the doctor, they're unable to cure your illness? Or your injury. Tick tock, tick tock. Clock is ticking. Can you please respond? Audio, video for usage of our show. It's go time. Peace. So we put that out there. And you know, our go-to peeps, they got back to us, right? And all with different answers, but along the same lines of like, you know, they're not in it for you. They're not in it for you. And if you find one that's for you, 
a select few. It's like 5%, less than 5%, maybe 2%. I think maybe it might be inadequate insurance coverage, um, being denied because of your insurance or just not having insurance at all, or being misdiagnosed by the doctors or just misdiagnosis in general, or just not being able to get in. God. That's a, that's a good one. It's really good. And it's factual, you know. I think it's got good facts behind it. I think it happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really depends on your insurance, on what kind of health care you're going to get. Yeah, I think she she has a good point of view. Yeah, very good points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was Lisa. That was Lisa. That's our that's lovely, our, lovely Lisa. Lovely Lisa. Let's let's hear what Jesse has to say. First of all, I don't go to the hospital or to see doctors unless I absolutely have to, or more than 20 people on my Facebook told me I'm going to die if I don't. But I think once I do get there, they don't give a crap about me, whether it's the people at the front desk or the nurse that checks you in and weighs you and checks your blood pressure or the doctor that actually sees you. I don't think any of anybody cares about you. Like if they can save you easy, cool. If not, too too hard. Just refer you to somebody else and then just go to the next easier person and just crank it out until your hours are done. Um, last time I went to the hospital, I swear that the people that saw me weren't accredited medical people. I think they had the actual nurse and the actual doctor tied up in a closet somewhere. And they were just pretending they're the nurse and the doctor so they could do the drugs. And then they called security on me when I suggested as much. Um, yeah, so I don't go. The medical system was broken. I'm going to take some essential oils and eat a banana or something. I don't know. Bye. That again, facts. Because I've dealt with people where I'm like, should you even be touching me right now? And like putting a needle in my arm. Because i um, pretty sure there was a time where I could have like died from the, how bad they did mine. It was really bad. So yeah, no, I feel that on that level. And... I also feel it on the, the essential oils and banana. Yes. Fuck yeah. It's the way to go. I love the way he ended that. Right? Yeah. Very good points, though, as well. You also, when you, the moment you walk into a hospital, you kind of get treated as not like they, they just, they don't care. You're just another, you're just another, not even another person. You're just another thing to them. So why do you feel like our medical industry, our providers do not want to cure or heal disease? Uh, I have no idea, but it's just confusing that they're so quick to all these types of pills and shapes and all the science behind that. But no doctor will ever prescribe something that's fresh from the farm uh, spices, whether it's fruits, vegetables, earth ingredients, none of that you can go and get prescribed. No one will ever tell you the secrets behind that besides here's this pill, here's this. It will help you. They know all the benefits of it helping you on pills, but none of them will truly tell you on the actual things that grow on our planet that help us. So like an alternate medication or alternate, you know, form of way to heal you. 
yeah, the first thing is pills. None of it when it should be fruits, vegetables, etc. Yeah. And that would be my man, um, Simon. And, you know, I, you know, I mean, he is my partner, so I agree with him. I think a lot of the things that are grown in our earth are beneficial to our health and they need to utilize that more. So he has a great point because if you need vitamin D, if you have a shortage of vitamin D, it can benefit you and your overall health, right? Yeah. And people don't really, really think about as much as what they put in their body as what like food wise. And they really need to try and like think about that. And if you have certain issues, certain health issues, you got to try and address those with the food that you're eating. I like that we got different responses. Yeah. I mean, if you noticed, it was all different, different points of views, different outlooks on what's kind of going on in the medical industry and what they kind of are about. And, you know, I mean, I, I really want, I mean, if you guys can give us more responses after hearing this, that would be great as well. We would love to hear more and more responses about this. So I'm going to get into this of the research that I did and we're going to discuss it. Um, I first laid this out probably incorrectly because in my brain, I'm like, there's a treatment and there's a cure. And that's how I started to lay out the show. And when I started doing more research, I started going down this rabbit hole and I found out there were other things that I did not even know about. I knew about the pharmaceutical companies. I knew about Big Pharma. I didn't know how deep it went. Um, but what I was finding out is more than what I knew. So let's take it back um, in a little bit of history. So Merck and Company had, let's say we're going to, we're not going to go like, a, we're going to do it in my interpretation of it, right? Merck and Company, they had back in, back in the day, long, long time ago, they had a reference to what would be like a guide book for the medical world, right? And this is my interpretation. Please don't hit us with, oh, your your facts are wrong. You can go out and look at it and, you know. Make your own opinion. Make your own opinion. This is my opinion. So Merck and Company, they, they wrote the book on, you know, diagnosis all of that fun stuff, right? Are they doctors? So, you know, they're the ones, you know, doing the the research, all that kind of thing. Back in 1919, Goldman and Sachs, they started forming, they were a financial firm. They're still a financial banking firm. So in my brain, Goldman and Sachs, they would be like the investors. They formed a little bond together, and there you go. This is back in 1919. So this kind of went back a long ways. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting because I kept on finding out that uh, investment firms are really 
involved with your health care. Not just, you know, involved, but they will do analysis. They will report. They will put that out to the public. People will listen, pay attention. So Merck and Company um, is an American well, it, it was formed in, in a different country. And then in 1919, um, they did that little bond, shake of hands. We're going to do this. It's going to be great. You know, all of this fun stuff. They're a pharmaceutical company. Diagnosis. Treatment. Right? So I, I'm like, who the hell, at first, I'm like, I've heard the name Goldman and, and Sachs quite a bit, right, 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 over the years. So I'm like, well, what the hell do they actually do? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it they do? So, you know, they are, you know, a banking investment. They have, like, different areas, right? Financial advisor, all that stuff. So in my brain... This is this is how I'm interpreting it. They're the ones with the money. Then you have the peeps that are doing the clinical trials. They're paying for that. So I want you in the back of your head to remember that. So as I'm trying to do this, I'm like, well, you know, it's very interesting that these investment companies just have a lot to motherfucking say, right? Because their money's in there. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to say a lot about it. I mean, I feel like it's kind of um, like a bunch of jumping on the bandwagon kind of thing where they see big money um, available or at reach and they're like, let's just freaking go with it. And I mean, it tells a lot. I mean, you kind of see how we're ran nowadays and it had to start somewhere, had to birth somewhere. So, you know, makes sense. It does make sense. It does make sense. So I I started this, like I said, with the page of there's treatment, there's cure, Mm -hmm. treatment and cure, right? Treatment and cure. So a cure is after treatment, you no longer have the disease or illness. It's done. It's over with. Treatment is something different. Treatment is a series of, I got to go to the doctor, get this treatment. I got to keep on going. I got to get these series of treatments. And you're hoping for the end result of a cure, right? You're hoping for, this is going to be it. This is going to help me. This is going to be done over with. But that's not always the case. So I'm sitting there like, why would these investment people, 
be so up in the fucking business. I get it. They need to have their money. And then I saw where the Wall Street Journal in 2018 actually flipping said Wall Street admits curing diseases is bad for business. And I'm like, what the heck? It's bad for business. Here's a direct quote from Goldman Sachs representative. We don't want to cure a disease because that would be bad for our wallet. We want people to suffer for as long as possible. Every suffering human enriches us a little bit more. That's so sickening and unsettling. And kind of like if they're just like, oh, he's speaking that, that's just so crazy. And I mean, and it just makes sense. It makes sense. Why would they want to cure? Why would they want to cure? Then there would be no money in it. Because there's no profit in it. No. (laughs) So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going down this rabbit hole, right? And as I'm, I'm like, well, oh my gosh, let's just look into this investment firm. 21 hours before that, there was a case of women 75 incidents of sexual assault from 2000 to 2011. This included rape. This was senior bankers with Goldman and Sachs. There was 1,400 women involved in this case. One of the main women really wants to shake the walls off of the ceiling and get acknowledgement of what is happening on Wall Street. And I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to, you know, get a dive deep into this and I'm finding that out and I'm just like, holy crap. And yeah, everybody cares if Adam Levine is cheating on his wife or not. That's more important. That's more newsworthy. That's what we need to just, you know, drown everybody out with that's important so i'm gonna do a a, a brief little um i was trying to figure out a flow of the show and it's just gonna be yeah i started with the history we're gonna come back to that history but i just want you to know the u.s healthcare system is broken the cost is really high for the patients here in America. It starts to become a very bad financial burden on people who are really trying to get out there and work, really trying to be a great person in our society. Mm-hmm. And let's say even if you have the medical, your medical plan, your, you know, you're paying for it. So us, we pay for it out of our, our paycheck. Then there's a deductible. You only have so many options that you can choose for your health care for your, from your employer. You pay for it. Then you have to turn around, meet a deductible, and sometimes those insurances, they only cover a certain percentage. So you go through and you select your plan accordingly with what you're going on at that time, Right. 
So even though you've already negotiated, you've already, you know, gone into a plan, all of that, all of a sudden, your insurance company could say, we're not going to cover this medication anymore. Mm-hmm. Even if you're diabetic, even if you're on a, a long-term plan and they'll mm-hmm. go, you need to figure out a different alternate. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that happens. I mean, and to talk on my end, I have free insurance. I don't have to pay for it, but that comes at a cost as well. Because I have free insurance, I don't get good health care service at all. I get the bare minimum. And I get denied treatments. I get denied pres- prescriptions. I it It is beyond insane. But, you know, I guess insurance companies know better than doctors. So there's a cruel tendency within um, the healthcare system where... You can say, okay, this treatment's going to work, mm-hmm. but we can't give that to you. Mm-hmm. We're going to delay your treatment because, you know, it's going to cost more money, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It, we're not going to get that profit from it. The quality of care that you can get when you need it is crazy. Nowadays, here in America... You can make an appointment and you will not go to the doctor for two months. Is that about right? Easily, easily. And it could be something that is crucially really heavy going on with you. And they're like, oh, you know, you can wait a month. It's not that important. A lot of times health insurance companies will discourage doctors or discourage certain treatment plans. So... I'm going to give an example of a cortisone shot. Mm-hmm. So a cortisone shot, you're going to be more, the, is going to be covered under your insurance. But let's say that there was an orthotic that would do the same thing, get you out of the same pain. They're not going to cover that cost because that would mean you're going to be a Out of that pain, you're not going to be using any kind of drugs. And we're going to say drugs because they are drugs. drugs. (laughs) They're chemically made drugs. It's not, you're not, you're not putting something natural in your body. You're not. Sorry to say, but you're not. Um, And as much as, um, I mean, there's some things that I put and I, I mean, it kind of is like, it's not carrying me, but it is kind of masking my issues. It's my nauseous medication, but it, without it, I mean, I don't know what I would do, but I also know on it, I also I have counterbalances, you know what I mean? So you're on medications that are supposed to benefit you, but then you're counterbalancing because it's taken away some sort of nutrient or essential thing that your body needs somewhere else. So these investment firms and um, the insurance companies, they are misdirecting the the treatments and your care. So I want you guys to know that. So when you go to the doctor and you're not getting the results, I want you to be educated about this. 
What I've had to learn and my mom's had to learn, you have to be a huge, huge advocate for yourself in the medical industry. Because if you're not, nobody else is going to fight for you. Those payment structures, man. Those payment structures, I will never understand. Because there are companies out there that can get a better discount than we as the patient can get, right? There's a certain thing that that is auditing on all of these bills. And we don't get to see what it actually costs, right? So there are auditors out there that will audit down a bill of what it should be if they have to pay it. But us, if we can't just go, okay, I need an auditor. I, I need to know what the prices are. All of these things. And I found out there is. So they said that the hospitals had to publicly post what the prices are. But yet to date, not all of them have complied. Right. And something that like, I mean, to touch base back on the audit, it's so crazy that if you have the means of money to have an auditor, or you have a business to where you have access to an auditor, that's a luxury because, like you said, not, a, not, not us normal people don't get that. We And that's like the price is cut in like half. And the only reason why I can speak to this from the heart and truthfully and honestly is because I've been through it from experience um, can't get into too many details, but you know, been through the experience and witnessed it. And I think I was like, holy shit, what the frick? That's a luxury. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it, 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 it's a privilege. It's so disgusting. It's, it's disgusting how privileged, rich white America is. And I'm going to say it rich white America because yeah. that's what it is. If you are not a day-to-day true American, you don't get you don't get treated. No. What, how you should get treated? No. Because, you know, if we're going to go back in history again, you know, cuz we said we're going to talk about it, do you know who they were doing clinical trials on? People of color. They would they would take them. They would and and, you know, Native Americans But no, we don't, they don't talk about that. It's fucking bullshit. And it's also bullshit how if there is a new product or a new thing, they try and market it for those groups because they don't give two shits. That's the history of America for you. So I know we jumped forward, right? Mm -hmm. So remember... Us little people, we got to figure out how to audit our bills, okay? We got to figure out how to do that, right? got to become our own auditors. We got to become our own auditors. We got to be our own advocates for our health care. Because you can't leave it up to them, right? We have so much more that we're going to cover here. But I found it really interesting about a doctor. I think he started in, in the 80s started his journey into the medical field and he 
got to see what it was like before the start of what we have right now. Like all the heavy pharmaceutical stuff and like just heavy on prescribing drugs to everybody. It was like a different tactic of trying to cure and heal people. Yeah, there was. He noticed because he started his, you know, he started before. He started med school before. And he went back to a conference. I think it was something to do with diabetes. And and all of these people are like, yeah, you. this is not curable. There's not, uh, you know, drugs, you know, medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest money conferences are those of pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. and they're out there selling 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 right Mm -hmm. so he sat there and was like oh well you know there was a change so i was like okay i want to know when this change happened Mm -hmm. i was really curious to find out like when did this change happen like, when did this just become more dominant right, um, right. than what it was prior? Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to tell you a story. Story time with Sarah and Jewel. Except it's not about us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of people dying in America at one point of just before this happened, right? So, there was a nonprofit organization that was like, we need to figure out, you know, a plan of action, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to get, um, we need to get, you know, these people feeling better. They started and formed this organization and it was not for profit. So out came the, you know, clinical trials, the, you know, I'm going to do all of this stuff, try to figure out how to cure this, cure being lightly. Um, and so from then on, from 1991 on, the government starts step, stepping in. And I was like, that's kind of weird, right? I mean, it I mean, uh, doesn't seem weird now. They like to just pry their hands in everything these days. Can't keep their hands out of shit. So in 1991, Academic Medical Center started forming. They started training doctors on medical research. And they received that money from that industry. Now... I want I want you to think about this. If they switched tactics and from 1991 they switched on how to treat patients. Now you got to remember these investment people are in there, right? So what they are training them on is treatment. Treatment is prescribed medication, prescribed drugs, um, you know, things that they do at the doctors, at the hospitals, you know, all of those things. They get get you on a plan. 
Now, this doctor actually took the top 10 prescribed medications at that time and went over those. In 9 out of 10, only relieved the symptoms. The disease, the illness, the injury was still there. So what does that say? They're only treating symptoms. They're not curing the problem, the issue, the disease, the illness. That is so correct. I guess let's just to lighten up for me. The joyous thing of my health journey is I'm such a mystery that it has been super funny and interesting for these doctors to try and figure me out. They have recently because, okay, so I am now kind of, I'm, I'm in the driver's seat in what's going on in my health. Um, not the doctors, whereas, you know, they used to be, but now I'm the one telling them what the fuck's up because do you want to know what I found out? And I've witnessed this from two doctors. So I've seen this from two different doctors, one of them being my primary doctor and one being a neurologist. They have a book, just this big, huge medical book. And they just, you, they, you, you have your symptoms, right? They look at those symptoms and you're, they're matchmaking whatever's in that book. And if you're not fitting in that book, fuck, that's what I am. I'm a mystery. But if you do, they're going to just roll with it. They're going to be like, uh, well, you may have this. So let's just fucking treat you for this. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, oh, fuck. No, you don't have that. I'm just saying as of, uh, I mean, I, I went through it. And when I figured that out and found that out, I was like, fuck no, dude. I'm figuring out my own path. I got to figure my own shit out. And then I just checked in with my doctor like a week ago and they couldn't really tell me shit. They're just like, keep doing what you're doing. And let's hope you don't have another episode. And I'm like, you're such a good one. Thanks. Thanks for such great advice. You know, I'm my own doctor. Like, do I get paid for being a doctor? Do I get paid this no. six figures for like figuring my own shit out? No, I don't get no thanks. And this is why I know, I know you guys have had to have heard one to two stories. I know you have where Someone has been having a very tough medical journey, whether that be a cancerous or a very hard disease that is debilitating on their body and whatever treatment that they've been put on from the doctors is not working. And you know what I find out? They turn to fucking juicing. They turn to fruits and veggies. They turn to herbs and all these natural substances to try to help them. And you know what? It makes them feel better. And some people have been cured from that. Some people have been cured from cancers from natural things. I, I mean, it's that's a whole nother topic on itself, but do research on that and you're going to be crazy to find out the beneficial things that food does for your body. So back to this doctor. This doctor was asked a question and this doctor responded. The only people that think the healthcare system is great are the ones that are profiting from it. That's from a doctor. Dude, that is one of the truest statements I've ever heard. One of the truest statements. 
The only people is benefiting from it is who's profiting. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. I know we're covering a lot today to sink in and we're going to continue on this conversation because I want to make sure that we finish the show. I want to play a little snippet here of something just for you to listen to. But before that, I don't, I want you to remember in 2010, our affordable care act, affordable care act. Can I say that again? Affordable. What is what is the word affordable mean to you, Joel? Affordable. I mean, to me, I would think uh, easy access and low amount of money. Minim- minimum. Minimum. Well, you know, let's let's just ask our little our little robot over here. Real quick, maybe she can answer and I don't have to tell you. Alexa, who has the highest health care in the world? According to an Alexa Answers contributor, according to OECD data, the United States had the highest health expenditure per capita in 2019 with an average of $11,702 per person. The average among OECD countries was less than half that, $4,224 per person. These figures include public and private spending on health. Thank you, Alexa. That's fucked up. (laughs) Yo, y'all can just ask your robot back here. And she just knew that. I didn't know that. That's disgusting. That's That's just disgusting. So affordable. Should we ask her what affordable means? Should we do that? Alexa, what does affordable mean? As an adjective, affordable is usually defined as that can be afforded, believed to be within one's financial means. As a noun, affordable is usually defined as items, expenses, etc. that one can afford. That one can afford. That somebody can afford. You know, that's within reach that they can they can afford, guys. It's crazy. You know, you know, I find out more and more things about this place that really make me not like it here. <laughs> and, you know, my mom's known me since birth and I haven't liked it for quite some time. And, you know, I'm not surprised But like, come on, y'all. Y'all are just fucking it up. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that think that there is a conspiracy or we're just, you know, we're just talking out our asses, right? So um, about doctors taking money from the pharmaceutical companies. Um, we're, We're not talking out of our ass. This is actually a thing that happens. There is a website called open payments that you can look uh, up your doctor to see how much money they get from these pharmaceutical companies. There's also something that is called dollars for docs, right? Let's just ask Alexa. Alexa, Alexa, do doctors get paid from pharmaceutical companies? From wikipedia.org. Pharmaceutical and medical device companies have also paid physicians to use their drugs, which could affect how often a drug is prescribed. 
See? Makes so much sense. My robot knows some stuff. But she's also crazy. Yes, she is. She is. But it's okay because when I need to know something and I'm doing some, you know, deep, deep dive, you know, stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Well, we were in the middle of watching, not really a scary movie, but kind of. <laughs> and, you know, she, I mean, she just decided to speak. And we're just like, you're not being spoken to right now. I'm going to play this for, um, for Jewel because she hasn't heard it. And I just want her response. I already know what it is. I just want her response. Uh, you know, research into. So anyhow, here's what this, this analyst says. It's a report for Goldman Sachs uh, titled The Genome Revolution. And he says the potential to deliver one-shot cures is one of the most attractive aspects of gene therapy, genetically engineered cell therapy and gene editing. However, such treatments offer a very different outlook with regard to recurring revenue versus chronic therapies. He says, while this proposition carries tremendous value for patients and societies, it would represent a challenge for genome medicine developers looking for a sustained cash flow. You get this? Sustained cash flow. I mean, you know what, guys? If you are someone who leads your heart with money, you can just get the fuck off of our podcast because we don't, I don't care. I really don't care that if you are one who cares more about money than people and other things and humans and our, our planet, like fuck off. Like that's bullshit. That type of shit doesn't fly with me. And you, like, this is like, you know, we've talked about this. I mean, a year ago, two years ago, uh, whatever. I mean, I'm passionate about this. Like, if I could make a change, it'd be fucking money is not a fucking factor. But yet there's bigoted people out there who need to freaking feel like they uh, money's worth everything. Money is everything to them. And it, it, it those people you just stay away from. And, and I just don't like that. I, I can't relate with people that are like that. I can't I can't understand them. I don't get it. I can't get on your level, so I can't respect you. So if I can't respect you, I don't like you. You need to be doing a better job. The whole thing is that people need to realize, okay, people in other countries look at at us and have said, until now, um, oh, you know, America is so beautiful. America is the place to be. America is the place to go. That's a savior. That's the best place where you're going to get the best care. All this bullshit. Until you're a fucking true American and then you're fucking telling the real truth. It's not fucking pretty rainbows and butterflies over here, guys. It hasn't been for quite some time, for a while. I don't think it's since ever. It's fucking not good. And that's bullshit. I mean, I I think what people and society is losing track of is uh, they, money. Money is the factor, whereas humans and people is what's most important. And it, it gets lost. The respect gets lost along the way. How much did you spend, did Abby spend on litigation and settlements from 2013 to 2018? Uh, I, I don't have that number offhand. We'll be happy to give it to you. Okay, $1.6 billion, $2.45 billion on R&D, $1.6 billion in litigation and settlements. What about marketing and advertising? How much does Abby spend on that? Uh, well, marketing and advertising, we spend about $4 billion a year. Yep, $4.71 billion. How about executive compensation? 2013 to 2018. 2013 to 2018, it's probably on average about $60 million a year. 
Try 334 on Versailles. No. Dude, you know, I've already talked to you guys about waste of fucking so. money. That's a waste of fucking money. Alexa, in America, how much does the pharmaceutical companies make? From OxfamAmerica.org. Last year, the top 10 pharmaceutical companies made $89 billion in profits, an average of just under $30 billion every four months, thanks in part to billions in tax cuts, investment in lobbying, and taxpayer-supported research. Yo, do you guys hear that? That's not cool. That's so, that dude. So what is broken? What is broken? I mean, we are not taking care of the human, the human being. We're, we are more worried about money, financial gain on a human life. This is our health care. The bottom line is this is our health care. These are you, your mother, your children. Your sister, your brother, your partner. <clears throat> I mean, how is it? Tell me. I want to know this answer, guys. Please give me the answer because I don't know. And I'm still curious. How is it that these drugs are getting more and more legalized and yet our natural ways are, get, are getting more illegal? Like, raw organic milk is more illegal you can't drink it in certain places in certain states you can get in trouble it's illegal you can't have raw milk oh no can't have raw cow milk that's fucking actually beneficial to your health that has great vitamin d great vitamin c all calcium like it's the richest like it is really good for you and then how is it that when people get sick they want to force you to put these tylenols and cough syrups and all these things down your body when you know i found out that you know you have oregano and delayed it with whatever oil your body can handle olive oil avocado oil is what i'd recommend and a tablespoon of that or garlic do you know what i do when i get sick i don't fuck do i do shit mom do i take medicine no i take fucking garlic that's what i take as we wrap up the show today, I want everybody to really sink in what we're talking about today. Because this is a big problem. Our healthcare system in America is broken. It's all about money. It's not about your care. It's not about your health. Let's take an example of AIDS. 100% they could have cured that. 100%. Let's take cancer. Let's, I mean, even down to the hepatitis medication. I want you guys to really pay attention because when you're starting to get sick and or you're injured and like with me, I'm noticing like a repeated pattern of I'm going to inject you, I'm going to inject you. I'm going to inject you. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, and to touch base about um, HIV and AIDS and all that, that, you know, there's also guys, you guys got to watch out for this for women, for, you know, anybody of any other um, identifying gender. Watch out. You're going to see how they treat you in the healthcare. 
you're going to get stereotyped. And I'm going to specifically talk about AIDS and HIV. They wanted to stereotype that against gays and say it's a gay disease. But in all reality, it was the drug epidemic and people sharing needles. You well, yeah. And then they came. They were saying that it came from monkey, monkeys and it got passed on to us. So. Oh, but they wanted to say it was a gay disease. I'm just like, you guys quit stereotyping fucking bullshit shit, too. Mm. That's that's also in the medical field. And. For women, we get stereotyped with shit for our lady areas, and we're just freaking crazy. Bullshit. You're right, Jill. You're right. 100%. I mean, they shouldn't be stereotyping anybody. On that note, if you don't have a good patient-doctor relationship, it's time to switch doctors. Right now in America, right now in our area, it takes two two three months to get in to see the doctor, that's plenty of time to even start a new place. So if you go into the doctor and you're talking to them and they're really not listening to you, um, they're rolling their eyes, it's time to get a new doctor. If they're not paying attention to you or, you know, actually working with you, it's time to get a new doctor. If they're not going to get on the same plan as you, it's time to get a new doctor. Because at at the end of the day, you're going to be waiting two to three months anyway to get into an appointment. So there you go. And then if you're in an emergency and go to the emergency room, make sure your doctor reads your chart before they treat you. Because, you know, you'll find out some surprising things if they don't read your chart. They don't know a damn thing about you. And as far as clinical trials, I know a couple of the clinical trials have gone to the FDA. The FDA has not responded to them. I also know some of the clinical trials that are going out there. The names and of patients are getting mixed up on the different cases and they're getting turned in and people are trying to file. The FDA is not getting back to them. They're not doing, you know, any investigations. Um, the clinical trials that are happening on medications, they're not being completely honest on it. We've done all that. We've, we've seen, we've already did a, a episode on how everybody gets um, pretty much treated the same, whether you're male, female, whether you weigh a certain amount or you're provided the same dose, the same. Unless you're a baby. Unless you're a baby. Then they go by the weight. And remember, you as a parent, you continue to ask those questions to the doctors. Why are you giving my my child this drug and say drug? Say it because it's a drug. And then when they ask you, hey, do you use any drugs? You just say, hey, yeah, I take this pill and this pill that you prescribe me and this pill, okay? Do you have a habit of using any drugs? Well... Yes, I do, as a matter of fact, because you're prescribing me this drug and this drug and this drug. Yes, I do. As a, as a matter of fact, I feel like you're making me a drug addict. 1,000%. <laughs> so our show is always about your right as a human being. Know your rights. And we have to spread awareness. It's It's... Our show is about spreading awareness, making sure people are aware of their rights and the knowledge of what is going around so then they can use it within their life however they need to use it. 
But that's what we we try to also spread a message of as much as positivity as we can. But then, you know, you have these heavy topics that we have to talk about. But we're hoping that with spreading this, we're not trying to spread negativity, with spreading this awareness of this problem, because it's a problem, we can keep talking about it. And then maybe, you know, it does get media coverage and then something finally gets done because that's the only way something gets done is if it gets media coverage remember we care about you guys we care deeply so until next time i'm sarah and i'm jewel peace Ladylike is produced by us. Our theme song is by Comeback Karma. Don't forget to like and subscribe.